Today is the 17th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great, great, great to be here with you today. Um, for the last time from Rome, at least for now, this uh, couple hours will be boarding a flight over to Tel Aviv. And then getting about the business of preparing for the Daily Audio Bible Pilgrimage 2020. So thank you for your continued prayers. Definitely been b- battling the fatigue, but that just kind of that's part of part of it. But another day or two, and uh, and yeah, we'll be acclimated. Anyway, we've come here <laughs> together. To allow God's word to wash into our lives and to carry us forward into this week. And so let's do that. We're reading from the New International Version this week. And we have begun the book of Leviticus. And I, I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday I mentioned this. You know, this is the book of the law. So we're kind of reading a law book. So we could go, well, this is this is different. Like, what, what happened? It got boring all of a sudden or whatever. But we need to pay attention to the different literary styles that are going on. We love the narrative style, right? Because it's telling us a story. This happened, then this happened next, then this happened next, and then there was this drama, and then this happened next. Whereas now, we're, we're kind of we're, we're reading the ordinances and laws that will govern and, and actually create and hold together this people that God has chosen, who he has brought into the wilderness so that he might dwell among his people, but also so that they might become acutely aware that there is no hope outside of God. So today we'll read Leviticus chapters 4 and 5. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, When anyone sins unintentionally and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, if the anointed priest sins, bringing guilt upon the people, he must bring to the Lord a young bull without defect as a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He is to present the bull at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord, He is to lay his hand on its head and slaughter it there before the Lord. Then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and carry it into the tent of meeting. He is to dip his finger into the blood and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord in front of the curtain of the sanctuary. The priest shall then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of fragrant incense that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting. The rest of the bull's blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering, at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He shall remove all the fat from the bull of the sin offering, all the fat that is connected to the internal organs, both kidneys with the fat on them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver which he will remove with the kidneys. Just as the fat is removed, from the ox sacrificed as a fellowship offering. Then the priest shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. But the hide of the bull and all its flesh 
as well as the head and legs, the internal organs and the intestines, that is, all the rest of the bull, he must take outside the camp to a place ceremonially clean, where the ashes are thrown, and burn it there in a wood fire on the ash heap. If the whole Israelite community sins unintentionally, and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though the community is unaware of the matter, when they realize their guilt and the sin they committed becomes known, the assembly must bring a young bull as a sin offering and present it before the tent of meeting. The elders of the community are to lay their hands on the bull's head before the Lord, and the bull shall be slaughtered before the Lord. Then the anointed priest is to take some of the bull's blood into the tent of meeting. He shall dip his finger into the blood and sprinkle it before the Lord seven times in front of the curtain. He is to put some of the blood on the horns of the altar that is before the Lord in the tent of meeting. The rest of the blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering, at the entrance to the tent of meeting. He shall remove all the fat from it and burn it on the altar, and do with this bull just as he did with the bull for the sin offering. In this way the priest will make atonement for the community, and they will be forgiven. Then he shall take the bull outside the camp and burn it as he burned the first bull. This is the sin offering for the community. When a leader sins unintentionally and does what is forbidden in any of the commands of the Lord his God, when he realizes his guilt and the sin he has committed becomes known, he must bring as his offering a male goat without defect. He is to lay his hand on the goat's head and slaughter it at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. He shall burn all the fat on the altar as he burned the fat of the fellowship offering. In this way the priest will make atonement for the leader's sin, and he will be forgiven. If any member of the community sins unintentionally and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, when they realize their guilt and the sin they have committed becomes known, they must bring as their offering for the sin they committed a female goat without defect. They are to lay their hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place of burnt offering. Then the priest is to take some of the blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. They shall remove all the fat, just as the fat is removed from the fellowship offering. And the priest shall burn it on the altar as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. In this way the priest will make atonement for them, and they will be forgiven. If someone brings a lamb as their sin offering, they are to bring a female without defect. They are to lay their hand on its head and slaughter it for a sin offering at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. 
Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. They shall remove all the fat, just as the fat is removed from the lamb of the fellowship offering. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on top of the food offerings presented to the Lord. In this way the priest will make atonement for them, for the sin they have committed, and they will be forgiven. If anyone sins because they do not speak up, when they hear a public charge to testify regarding something they have seen or learned about, they will be held responsible. If anyone becomes aware that they are guilty, if they unwittingly touch anything ceremonially unclean, whether the carcass of an unclean animal, wild or domestic, or of any unclean creature that moves along the ground, and they are unaware that they have become unclean, but then they come to realize their guilt, or if they touch human uncleanness, anything that would make them unclean, even though they are unaware of it, but then they learn of it and realize their guilt, or if anyone thoughtlessly takes an oath to do anything, whether good or evil, in any matter one might carelessly swear about, even though they are unaware of it, but then they learn of it and realize their guilt. When anyone becomes aware that they are guilty in any of these matters, they must confess in what they have sinned. As a penalty for the sin they have committed, they must bring to the Lord a female lamb or goat from the flock as a sin offering. And the priest shall make atonement for them for their sin. Anyone who cannot afford a lamb is to bring two doves or two young pigeons to the Lord as a penalty for their sin. One for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. They are to bring them to the priest who shall first offer the one for the sin offering. He is to wring its head from its neck, not dividing it completely, and is to splash some of the blood of the sin offering against the side of the altar. The rest of the blood must be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. The priest shall then offer the other as a burnt offering in the prescribed way and make atonement for them for the sin they have committed, and they will be forgiven. If, however, they cannot afford two doves or two young pigeons, they are to bring as an offering for their sin a tenth of an ephah of the finest flour for a sin offering. They must not put olive oil or incense on it, because it is a sin offering. They are to bring it to the priest, who shall take a handful of it as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar on top of the food offerings presented to the Lord. It is a sin offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for them, for any of these sins they have committed, and they will be forgiven. The rest of the offering will belong to the priest, as in the case of the grain offering. The Lord said to Moses, When anyone is unfaithful to the Lord by sinning unintentionally in regard to any of the Lord's holy things, they are to bring to the Lord as a penalty a ram from the flock, one without defect 
and of the proper value in silver, according to the sanctuary shekel. It is a guilt offering. They must make restitution for what they have failed to do in regard to the holy things, pay an additional penalty of a fifth of its value, and give it all to the priest. The priest will make atonement for them with the ram as a guilt offering, and they will be forgiven. If anyone sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though they do not know it, they are guilty and will be held responsible. They are to bring to the priest as a guilt offering a ram from the flock, one without defect and of the proper value. In this way, the priest will make atonement for them for the wrong they have committed unintentionally, and they will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. They have been guilty of wrongdoing against the Lord. Mark 2.13-3.6 Once again Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it? that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not. Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. 
Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Another time Jesus went to the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Psalm 36 For the director of music of David, the servant of the Lord. I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In their own eyes they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or do good. Even on their beds they plot evil. They commit themselves to a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains. Your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God! People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. May the foot of the proud not come against me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. See how the evildoers lie fallen, thrown down, not able to rise. Proverbs 10, 1-2 The Proverbs of Solomon A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers from death. 
Okay, let's talk about the riveting story being told in the book of Leviticus right now. Um, I understand it's not a riveting story. It's a lot to do with sacrifices and atoning for sin. And it's very involved. Like, there's a lot of... A lot to do. So what's the deal here? Like, the Most High God likes to smell burning animal carcasses? Like, he just, he loves that, and that's why he wants all these sacrifices? Is that what's going on here? We will find throughout the scriptures that God will comment on this and tell us, no, that's not what he's after. He has a people who are former slaves, who have no idea how to be anything else, who are a stiff-necked and rebellious people, who have already turned to false gods in the wilderness after all they saw God do to bring them out of Egypt, and he's trying to draw them to himself and give them, bestow upon them, an identity as chosen. No longer slaves, you are chosen. So what could destroy all that? Like what would would mess that plan up? Sin. It always messes the plan up. And so we're seeing get kind of woven into the fabric of this new culture. Sin is a big deal. It's complicated. There's a lot to do. But it's also costly. So we can like read the book of the law. We can read the laws and here's what people are supposed to do. And we can just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. But let's pers- like, let's make this personal. We're out in the desert. And as the Bible has said today, we, we discovered, we've, we realized that we had rebelled against God in some way. So we become aware that something has come between us and God and uh, our hearts. We feel it. We sense it. We know it. We need to repent. Uh, And a sacrifice is required in this new culture. And so we have to go to our flock and we have to select a goat or a sheep, whatever the case may be. We have to select a perfect one. And uh, there aren't too many of those. And we've been raising, we, we've been raising this livestock. We, we've been shepherding this livestock. They have names. They know our voice. We're, we care for them. And we have to take the perfect one and lead it to the altar. And then we have to take its life right there we would probably not walk away from that experience feeling really, really awesome about our sin. We would be continually reminded of the price of sin. We would be continually reminded that, that this rebellion that can live in us, that can, that can have us doing crazy things like worshiping false gods in the wilderness, this will destroy our relationship with God And so he's weaving it in. This is a big deal, a costly deal, a complicated deal, because we need to be reminded how dangerous it is. 
So now, Jesus has come, and as we learn in the scriptures, he became the final sacrifice. So we don't need to keep a flock of goats just in case we look to the cross. And uh, in, in truth, if, we just, if we're just honest here, yes, we would not want to go back to a sacrificial system in any way whatsoever. But when you look at it in its context and what it is teaching, you understand that it is a continual reminder of how dangerous and devastating rebellion and sin against God can be. Now, we look to the cross, but often we don't, often we don't look to the cross and see the sacrifice upon that cross dying in our place. So, yes, our sins are forgiven, but we should never forget what it cost. And we see that not forgetting what it cost is important to God because here in the Old Testament in Leviticus, he's building in a very tangible reminder so Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your sacrifice. We take this moment as we're as we're observing the giving of the law and and sacrifices for sin. It, it brings us back to you, and we confess that so often we're just we're just taking it for granted. It's just a foregone conclusion. Of course, we'll be forgiven, but we don't often slow down and understand what it cost. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would, would come and remind us throughout this day that we would take it to heart, that, that this wouldn't be something that we just grow jaded to, that we just get used to, that, that we would remember what it took to bring us our freedom. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. It's home base. We find out what's going on around here. So, uh, yeah, uh, what's going on around here for the next bit is the, the pilgrimage, the annual pilgrimage that we take to the land of the Bible each year. So uh, we had a little stop for a couple of days to do some uh, photography and filming in Italy, in Rome, and we were able to see uh, a lot of uh, just the archaeological ruins from the Roman Empire time, uh, really, really connecting those stories back into Israel. Israel, of course, at the time of Jesus, was the province of Syria, it was a province of the Roman Empire. So there are uh, good deal of Roman Empire uh, artifacts and ruins in Israel as well. So uh, today we will fly over to Tel Aviv and then, uh, yeah, begin unpacking and getting ready for the excursion that we're going to be on. Tomorrow evening is our inaugural dinner and um, kind of orientation and uh, that's always so fun. Finally to get everybody uh Completely wide-eyed and wired on adrenaline, but completely like 
backwards in their body clock. It's just so such a, just so such a strange sensation, but such fun. And so looking forward to that. I will be making what I believe will be my final attempt to get to the ancient ruins of this Philistine stronghold known in the Bible as uh, Ekron. And years, Pat, those of you who have like, been around the Daily Eddie Bible for uh, of several years, you'll know like we've made two different attempts because there are five Philistine cities spoken of in the Bible, and we filmed three of them. And Ekron is the fourth one. The fifth one is Gaza, and that's not anywhere near safe to go to. And from what I understand, there's really nothing. There's no archaeology there. So I've been trying to get the... Uh, uh, the 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 film and the and the photographs of this place for several times, but it's um, like there are lots and lots of archaeological sites in Israel, and uh, but not all of them are accessible or visitable. Uh, you have to go like in a four wheel drive way out somewhere, and this is this is kind of one of them. And we've been stuck twice, two different years, uh, having to get pulled out of fields by tractors uh, last year being the most recent attempt this year i'm pretty sure we are prepared so uh that'll be tomorrow on the way down to ashdod where we will all meet up and begin our journey so uh thank you to everyone out there for your continued prayers over all of this we'll need it we'll need it every single day and uh, we appreciate it more than you know. Uh, I'll remind you, the uh, Israel 2021 pilgrimage uh, is now we're, now, we're now receiving registrations for next year's trip, which is about a year from now. All of our daily audio Bible uh, events and trips fill up pretty fast. This this one will probably be mostly, if not completely full, by the time we get back. So, uh, yeah, you can check it out at dailyaudiobible.com. Look in the initiatives section, and you'll find Israel 2021. And you'll get all of the details, everything that you would need to know. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing you next year in Jerusalem. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. So, uh, thank you. There is a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or, if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or comment you can hit the hotline button in the app the little red button at the top or you can dial 877-942-4253 and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow hey Deborah family my name's Mark from Columbus, Ohio. And I've called in once. Uh, still relatively new. Just started listening last uh, summer. But, you know, this 
participation with his family and be, being able to start the day off with uh, the Word of God is, has, has been uh, quite, quite, quite a beneficial to me. You know, and, um, you know I'm a COPD, in-state uh, uh, COPD. I've been, I've been diagnosed, and uh, actually I'm going for prayer because I, I need faith. I, I worked so hard last summer to to qualify for lung boy reduction surgery. My my CO2 levels wouldn't go down, stay down. Now uh, they've tried to, you know, uh, hook me up with a transplant team, and they're telling me that one of the reasons, uh, one of the qualifications is I need someone to take care of me 24 hours a day, you know, 24 hour day care after uh, surgery. But they don't want it to be anyone from a health care agency. They want it to be a family or friend, you know, family member or friend. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't have that, you know. Uh, I have kids, uh, they all have their own agenda, you know. Uh, I just, you know, and not being able to qualify for this LVRS last summer, not being able to meet the requirements for this other thing, it just it doesn't do a whole lot for my faith. You know, and I keep inquiring, I keep asking God what his will is. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you know, uh, he knows what I'm trying to do. He knows my hopes. He knows my dreams. And, and I would, you know. Uh, Hi, family. This is Janice calling from Goodyear, Arizona. And I just have an encouragement for sweet Laura Lee in Boynton Beach. Sweetie, your message for your friend Ricky really touched my heart, and I have put him in my prayer book, and I promise to keep praying for Ricky and yourself as you are an encourager as I try to be. So God bless you, honey. Um, And on another note, my husband David, who fell and got a concussion and went into a coma. Um, he has a doctor's appointment today. The doctors are just freaked out because the uh, brain bleed is gone and there was no swelling and he's back to his old self. So um, praise God and thank you for your prayers. I love you all and I'll be in touch again soon. God bless you. Good morning, DAB family. This is Terry from Kansas City, and I think I'd love to change my name to Blessed by Jesus. I used to live in Albuquerque for almost 34 years, and so this morning on February 11th, as I heard Marla from Albuquerque, Marla, I felt that I know you, and I could just feel a connection about being a little socially awkward. You call it social anxiety. And that's how I should refer to it for you. I was so excited to hear that God had allowed you to feel comfortable meeting Suzanne. And my prayer for you is that you will continue to be able to reach out to her and that God will move you forward and give you wonderful days meeting wonderful people. And that is my prayer for you. And also, God's little bird. I was a substitute teacher for many, many years, and I can feel your angst in wanting to serve your students and do that and proclaim Christ in your actions and in the way that you love on them. 
I am praying that God will give you clarity as to what to do in your profession or whether or not to leave your profession. But I challenge you to continue to serve your students in godly excellence, knowing what he wants you to present to those students. And I want to remind you that you're planting seeds. Whether or not you're able to see the fruit of your efforts, I don't know. But somewhere down the line, those students are going to shine because they had you as a teacher. I pray for your peace, your mental and spiritual protection while you're in that classroom. And I pray that joy will be restored to you. Hey, Daily Audio Bible Family. I'm calling in to pray for God's little bird. Today is the 10th, maybe? No, it's the 11th. Today's the 11th. She called in. She's a teacher. Um, and she's struggling because the kids that come through, and it's interesting that she called when she did because immediately before her, uh, I think it was immediately before her, a woman called and prayed for, for the kids of the Daily Audio Bible listeners. But I just wanted to give you some encouragement, God's little bird. God is using you. As a Christian teaching kids in this country, you are so, 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 so important. So it's, it's not going to be easy because you have to stand as, as a, a, a pillar of light in just a, an absolute hurricane because people who stubbornly refuse to believe God instill those values into their kids and their kids go out into school and eventually the workplace and they may never come in contact with a Christian who could be the difference between life and death, between heaven and hell. So I just want to encourage you that if you can be a witness to even one of those kids, then every day of the decades that you will have uh, invested in this career will be so worth it. And we will see that child in eternity. So I encourage you to pray about it. But please just know that on behalf of uh, an older sister to, to kids in the school system, that I am so grateful for teachers like you. God bless you. Bye. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea Billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well, it is well With my Father God, thank you that we can say that when we are in the midst of the storms of this life. Father God, thank you so much for this day. I pray, Lord, that you would be going before us and preparing it for us, that you'd be giving us strength and energy and courage to face this day, that you'd also be giving us patience to wait upon you and to listen to you, Lord. Thank you for what you are teaching us this day. Thank you for your blessings this day. Thank you for those opportunities. Lord, 
it is so easy to get dragged down into the misery of of the world and the general drudge of living as it can feel sometimes. Help us to fix our eyes upon you. Help us to keep running forward, moving forward towards the goal. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. Hi guys, it's McKay from Gloucester. Hope you have a blessed day wherever you are.